thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, a study published in Cell Metabolism has shown that eating late causes decreased energy expenditure, increased hunger, and changes in fat tissue that may increase the risk of obesity. We wanted to test the mechanisms that may explain why late eating increases obesity risk, said senior author Frank Scheer. Previous research by us and others had shown that late eating is associated with increased obesity risk, increased body fat, and impaired weight loss success. We wanted to understand why. In this study, we asked, does the time that we eat matter when everything else is kept consistent, said co-author Nina Vujovic. And we found that eating four hours later makes a significant difference to our hunger levels, the way we burn calories after we eat, and the way we store fat. The study looked at 16 participants whose BMI put them in the overweight or obese range. They maintained fixed sleep and waking schedules for two to three weeks before the study began, and identical meals and meal timings for the final three days before the study. They were separated into two groups, with both groups eating the exact same meals, but with one eating four hours earlier than the other. Their hunger, appetite, body temperature, energy expenditure, and blood were all tracked over the course of the study in order to compare their gene expression patterns. The results showed that late eating doubled the odds of being hungry, which was not surprising given the levels of the satiety hormone leptin were reduced for the entire 24 hours. Late eating also significantly reduced body temperature, caused participants to burn calories slower, and increased fat creation while decreasing fat burning. This study showed the impact of late versus early eating. Here we isolate these effects by controlling for confounding variables like caloric intake, physical activity, sleep, and light exposure. But in real life, many of these factors may themselves be influenced by meal timing, said Shear. In larger scale studies, where tight control of these factors is not feasible, we must consider how other behavioral and environmental variables alter these biological pathways underlying obesity risk. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that whilst this is only a very small study, it's a really, really interesting one. And and one of the things that makes it so interesting is that they looked at gene expression patterns. In other words, they were looking at the epigenetics. They were looking at not just what your body was doing, but, but how your body was changing the way that it expresses its genes. And as a result, changing the outcomes. And this epigenetics is just a fascinating field. You know, it's not new anymore, but I think in the public domain, the the ideas are still quite new. You know, we tend to have this idea that things like obesity are down to luck or our genes, right? But actually, what we're seeing here is that it really is very much related to lifestyle uh, and that the genetic component, whilst the genes that we have can make some small difference, what's more important than the genes we have is the genes that we use or, in fact, the way that we use those genes. And that's what we're talking about with these gene expression patterns. We're talking about how our lifestyle is able to alter the way we utilize the genes that we've got. So fascinating study, really important that we start addressing some of these lifestyles style issues because you know we've had this idea of just you know calories in calories out but the more we look at it the more we realize that there are a lot of things that affect it i mean in this study whilst we don't know exactly what they ate uh, you know they did mention the sort of macronutrient profile but i'm not sure exactly what the food was that they consumed however what we do know is that they consume the same thing they consume the same quantities of the same food, just at different times of day. So that's really interesting. What would have been interesting would have been to have a look at the relative weight sleep times as well. In other words, is it related to when they eat 
relative to what time they wake up and what time they go to sleep? Or is it relative to the actual physical time of day? You know, when the sun comes up, when the sun goes down. That'd be really interesting to have a look at. Um, I'm also curious about the impacts of this on people who are fasting. You know, I think of this myself. Uh, I am someone who tends to do a bit of intermittent fasting. And generally when I do it, I do it by eating later. In other words, I will tend to not have breakfast, sometimes not have breakfast and lunch uh, as part of my intermittent fasting and, and not eat until later in the day. And sometimes that probably means I do continue eating later in the day than I otherwise normally would. And so I think this is fascinating and it would be really interesting to see how that impacts. For example, looking at you know if you did your intermittent fast, Uh, If you were to not eat until dinner versus eating a big breakfast and then not eating until the next day, you know, what's the difference between doing the fast earlier in the day, doing the fast later in the day? I think that'd be really interesting to look at. And of course, the other thing to bear in mind is that with these sort of studies, what we do is we take out all of the variables. So they're talking about taking out variables in terms of sleep, in terms of, you know, what they ate, those sort of things. But What that fails to account for then is if eating at certain times of day then does actually affect our sleep or does affect the amount that we eat. And so, you know, it may well be that there are other complications that come into this when we look at it in a real world scenario. You know, as always, we want to tend to simplify things and reduce it down to the lowest common denominator. But sometimes that fails to see the full story because we don't then understand the adaptations our body makes when we make certain changes. And often we do automatically change, for example, our exercise behaviors if we're having more or less calories or calories at different times of day. And so there may well be more to it than this. We may need to take a more holistic view and look at it without perhaps some of those variables taken out to see the bigger picture in terms of how that affects our overall health, how that affects our overall metabolism, energy, fat storage, those sort of things as well. But Now, I think the the takeaway from this really is that weight management is about more than just calories in and calories out, despite the fact that it keeps getting repeated time and time again, and people are very insistent that that's all that matters. I think we can really safely say that other lifestyle factors do have a significant impact and the time of day that you eat as well as you know how much you sleep as well as all sorts of other factors how much you exercise you all play into this as well. So there are lots of other factors that come in that we need to bear in mind. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.